0: in the old bio Find your favorite
1: fishing pole Find out where's the next honey hole Only on the top right fishing Show.
0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Kane Radio's uh, Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry, along with Ricky Watkins. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, uh, for our weekly hunting and fishing show, welcome to Kane Radio, FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of this show is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana and stories around the USA and the world. And uh, as always, Rick... Each Friday, these are the fine people, the reason we're here.
2: Yeah, Tony, we've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doyle's Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, The Quarter Tavern,
0: and Home Run Pizza. And if you want to give us a call, of course, the number, you've got to dial the area code. It's 337, and the number is 367-1240, 367-1240. And you can also listen to us online at www.kane1240.com, anywhere in the world. And if you have an Alexa, just say, Alexa, play Kane 1240, and you can also listen to Kane on any accessible Internet device. We're live here at the studios at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is open. And, Rick, as always, freshwater fishing, saltwater fishing, we're shaking, my man.
2: Tony, have you heard? I haven't been in the loop. Uh, too much lately with my buddies with salt water. Have you heard anything about salt water? I mean, uh, with the basin being so low, they got to be catching a few.
0: Yeah, I think so, too, and hopefully the water's washed out. Uh, and uh, But be up front with you. I hadn't heard a whole heck of a lot. Talked yeah. to a guy last week uh, uh, after the show that uh, they went out and caught a few specks, you know, but you're still the kicker. you got to find that clean water.
2: Yeah, this year, Tony, I, I don't know what it, you know, has come to pass, but it, maybe it, it's just an off year but usually in the fall you know especially when the basin uh the water level comes down they really do well on the specs but you know maybe i'm just not hearing from the from the right group of people or you know but they're catching a few but it's just they not are. and also you know i guess another uh, you say we haven't really had a cold front we had some cool fronts tony you yeah, know so sure that's probably got a lot to do with it.
0: it it does and you know with the fish spawning this type of year you know of course there are a lot of uh Uh, goings on up in Baton Rouge with regards to the numbers of specs you're going to be allowed to take uh, and uh, it's now time to put in your voice and uh, saltwater fishermen have your voice heard because right now it's at 25 they'd like to lower it down to 15, also increase the length from 12 to 13 and a half. Right. And these even talk about 14. Uh, so not sure how that's going to come in. But just uh, a parish or two away from us in Cameron and Vermillion, uh, they've got a 15 fish limit already. Right. right. And I'm not sure about the length there uh, below Cameron, but it's worked. Yeah. And they're catching nice uh, speckled trout yeah. all over the place. Oh, so. Yeah. uh Hopefully, that'll come to uh, fruition, and uh, you've got an opportunity to complain up until, uh, I shouldn't say complain, to voice your concerns yeah, we'll and it. your opinion uh, about uh, the length uh, along with the weight yeah. and the numbers. So, um, uh, it's going to be interesting, Rick, uh, to see how that's all going to come into right. play. But it's a chance for fishermen, uh, especially saltwater fishermen, to uh, have your voice. heard. You voice the opinion, right. Anyway, on, on, a, on, on, a freshwater, on the
2: freshwater side, yes, sir. Uh, I'm still putting down at Meat Point. I've been seeing a lot of hunters. Uh something I seen last Sunday, Tony was a a, a good sized flock of uh, cinnamon teal. I haven't seen that in a while. And I mean, oh, okay. they were they must have knew that we were fishermen and not hunters Cause, uh <laughs> anyway, with the bright shiny aluminum boat, you know, I told my, my fishing buddy, I said, "Man, look at that. Those teal come right up, you know, right up to us." But anyway, we uh we still been putting down at Meat Point and uh still been doing very well. And uh there's still a few people fishing, Tony, but now you know it's it's more turning to hunting and uh yeah, there's not that you know not as much uh fishing uh people out there, but a lot of people going to the camps deer hunting and and whatnot so uh but the fishing also has it, still been good, you know we're still catching them on those uh straight worms and uh a few on spinner baits and uh I've seen the basin's gonna take a little bump up uh yes. coming up tony, but you know that that shouldn't shouldn't affect too much, you know we're supposed to get some weather. And I think, you know, a little bit of that will come with the rain, but with the south wind is what's really going to push a little water back into the basin.
0: But it's not going to be that bad. Yeah, you wonder uh, uh, with that, Rick. And uh, and you mentioned, I think, uh, before we went on air that you've also uh, hit the lake, uh, one of the lakes this, uh passed. Yeah, uh, I went week. to the
2: lake Monday afternoon. I had a little time to kill and, uh, you know, caught up with paying some bills and whatnot and getting everything out the way. I said, you know what, let me go ride and look at the lake. I hadn't been out there in a while, caught a few fish actually I went uh see we had that little front come in Saturday evening or Sunday Tony mm-hmm. I went a little too late and uh I caught six six nice fish I let them all go but it was good to just a uh, a little change of scenery you know to uh see a little bit different than uh, just going to the basin all the time yeah you know? with
0: the with the water being so low in the basin i know you've kind of i hate to use this term but you've kind of vacated yeah. the lakes uh lake force point and yeah. also doe tree
2: well believe it or not the water wasn't low toning but it wasn't high i'd say it was mediocre probably a good fishing level like i said i just got out there a little too late and uh you know but i did
0: get get in a little fishing time Anyway, uh, again, you know, we mentioned last week how the Mississippi River is so low right now. They're discovering all kind of shipwrecks and uh, things of value and artifacts. Civil War. It's just amazing uh, the things that they're finding right now. And I think there was a point where the USS Kidd, you know, when you cross I-10 Bridge in Baton Rouge, is the almost it's, dry doctor yeah, yeah that's what it looked like pretty much they said you could walk around it and all but pretty yeah. dangerous uh, i guess everything's pretty sturdy on that but yeah. you just never know and uh so i wouldn't uh suggest uh uh it'd be nice to take some pictures see it out of the water so to speak yeah. and uh but up north uh memphis uh, st louis uh the water is yeah. really down
2: well it's like the whole u.s tony's kind of in a drought uh not kind of well, i guess we are in a drought but if you remember, it was a few years back, the water stayed so high for so long. So, you're I mean, right. It, it, the water will come back up. It's yeah. just, you know, it's a it's a cycle that we go through. So, anyway.
0: Yeah, you're right. And uh, like you mentioned, Rick, uh, over in the basin at Butler Rose, uh, the water's come up a little bit from uh, about a half a foot or so, maybe yeah. a foot in some areas. But, but that's but
2: with the tide and the south wind, Tony. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And yeah. they need a little water in the basin, they really do. Oh, I, I yeah. agree with that. The sucker uh, is low,
0: man. Woo! And you know, for so long, like you said, man, it went almost two years where it was anywhere between uh, what fourteen to eighteen feet. Yeah. So it was pretty high, and it uh, just wasn't good for. Yeah, because one year we hardly
2: we hardly got any any fishing time. It was like in a fall, for maybe a month or less, and then the water shot right back up, and it stayed like
0: twenty feet. Uh, for like eight or ten months. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just it's just one of those times. I think the last time they said the river was this low, uh, maybe not quite this low was in '92. Yeah, and then before then, I mean, it goes through uh, those type. Uh, I guess, seasons where it's up and down. Because I can remember back in the early 70s, man, they had to open up the Morganza, They had to open up uh, all the spillways. One Uh, year
2: recently, just a few years back, Tony, they had to open. It was dry ground one day, and then the next day it looked like a river, you know. So it's
0: just something that uh, just comes with the times uh, and living alone. And, you know, as well as we do, there's so much fresh water in this area. It's not even funny. Yeah, well, Uh, they they call it the sportsman's paradise. That's right. That's right. And speaking of the sportsman's paradise, uh, you know, uh, the the red snapper anglers were able to bring in a few fish, uh, uh, you know, with that extra period that the commissioner gave them. And uh, basically, a few Fridays ago, the department allowed them uh, a preliminary final uh, private recreational state charter red snapper landing estimates. And uh, it showed that we had about 40,000 extra red snapper we could fish for well uh, they went out there and they uh they they brought in a little more than what they should have but uh and it was around 1775 pounds about 280 fish above louisiana's allocation and uh that's going to be deducted from the 2023 allocation in payback for the overage anglers were able to fish red snapper for 62 days during the 2022 season and uh we yeah. passed the quota slightly, but we right. did, and it's going to be taken off. The department had reopened uh, the season on October 7th and closed it on the 14th. And the L.A. Creole estimates showed the state with uh, about 39,000 pounds under the quota. And, you know, it was a successful season. People went out, and I think they were allowed to catch four in lieu of three uh, yeah. during the season, which is the first time in years we were able to catch more than two uh, well, with long three. Time. Yeah, That's might, right. Yeah. So the uh, snapper season – is uh, set to reopen uh, the Friday before Memorial Day next year. And uh, for more information, you go to the website and pick that up and and uh, well, look Tony at talking about
2: want. that. We uh, I don't know what they're going to have to end up doing with them, but these Asian carp. That's uh, oh yeah. Uh, that's going to be uh, a problem coming up soon. Watch what I'm telling you. We will further down the, uh, the line hear about this. But man, those things are bad, man. And you got to be careful anywhere you have a. a like a point or a, a, a another tributary coming into water, they like to congregate right there. I guess it's like the little current or something that they like. But they any any vibration from a motor, Tony, these things jump. Now look, some of them's monsters. They're thirty and forty pounds. Oh, they, they they can hurt you, you know.
0: Yeah, and you know they're looking for the smaller fish to f-
2: feed yeah. on. Well, you know. they they <clears throat> it's just you know I'm, I, I try to warn everybody and tell them you know just be careful out there. You know if you got a windshield, you're all right. Of course, it could break the windshield on your boat also, but. These things get up to 30, 40 pounds, and they're very dangerous.
0: Yeah, they're broken. I remember reading an article a few years ago about a young girl just riding in the boat with her family. And one of these yeah, fish that was jumped in, Florida, in the water, broken right, neck, killed yeah, her. Yeah, that's
2: sad. Just unbelievable. But I, That just popped in my mind. But that, that's, that's going to be a fish. I don't know how we're going to uh, have to tend to it or do something with it. Uh, I don't know if they could use it for anything, Tony. But each year they're progressing. Fertilizer. The well, that, that would be good or <laughs> cat food or just to say anything. Yeah. But each year, I'm noticing in the basin and in the lake, they're progressively getting worse and really? worse by the numbers, yeah. Oh, uh, wow. It's a shame alligators don't, you know, kind of... Feast on them. ...equal to balance, but yeah, but they're just, they're, anyway, and long story short, there's a lot of them out there, so y'all just be careful.
0: Oh, yeah. Anyway, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries discovers the H5N1, which is a highly uh, pathogenic avian influenza uh, virus in the waterfowl now, so... uh and the hPA AI has been detected in wild birds, domestic poultry, or both in forty nine states and resulted in the death of over three thousand wild birds and nearly forty eight million domestic birds poultry that is waterfowl can become sick and die from the disease, however, many birds are carriers uh, of this disease and do not show clinical signs so right. the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries routinely investigates reports of sick or dead birds if a large numbers are impacted, you know, if they see that, of course, in in regard some general safety rules and guidelines for hunters, you know, with uh, the season duck one, I think one zone starts uh, November 12th, the other zone November 19th. So for you duck hunters Mm -hmm. out there, uh, it just comes with it. Uh, do not handle eat uh, or sit game, for that matter. Uh, field dress and prepare game outdoors, all in well-ventilated area. Wear rubber or disposable uh, nitrile gloves and handling and cleaning game. And when done handling, handling the game, wash your hands thoroughly with yeah. soap and disinfect it. Clean the knives, your equipment. You know, just Most good hunters know this already, but it's just a reminder folks uh, right. Secondarily, that uh, and do not eat or drink, consume tobacco products while handling these birds. Keep it clean and safe. That's right. And all games should be cooked thoroughly to an internal temperature of 165 Fahrenheit. Avoid contact with surfaces that appear to be contaminated with feces or from wild animals and domestic birds. Hunters should not feed. uh, uh, organs or viscara or any other carcasses to retrievers or leave carcasses to be consumed by other wildlife and uh, just a general rule. And, you know, we see that every once in a while, Rick, uh, but uh, hopefully uh, people will bear it out and we won't have any tragedy, if you know what I mean, right. with regards to uh, people getting sick and not taking care of themselves just because of uh, just not doing the proper things. That's right. Anyway, also the Louisiana Department uh, announces commercial fishing uh, license sales and locations. So if you've got a commercial vessel, or uh, I'm not sure if this pertains to guides, too. But uh, anyway, in our area, in the Lafayette office, uh, for December 7th and 8th uh, on Dulles Drive in Lafayette, that's way out going towards, uh, uh, I guess, the TV stations out there uh, in the Lafayette area. The offices will be open from 9 a.m. to 3.30 uh, and elsewhere, if you want to drive, travel to Homa, if you miss out, it's going to be December twelfth to the fourteenth uh, over in Homa and Borg. Uh, and if you want to go the other way, uh, it's in Lake Charles. Uh, that date, it's going to be on uh, ten twenty-five Tom Watson Road. All right, in Lake Charles, December fifth and sixth, nine a.m. to three thirty. The times are the same. So, and acceptable forms of payment will include personal checks, cashier's checks, money orders, and cash. And to avoid Processing delays that customers purchasing licenses are asked to bring their license renewal notices with them. First time applicants can apply by mail or in person. When applying in person, you must provide the following, heads up now. Uh, a resident applicants must uh, provide proof of residency such as a Louisiana driver's license and held continuously for 12 months, voter registration. vehicle registration, state income tax form, non-resident applicants must provide proof of residency from their domiciliary state. Such as a driver's license, voter's registration, vehicle registration, state income tax. Applicants applying for a license in a business name must provide documentation showing proof of a valid federal tax ID assigned to the business name and proof of authorization of signature or an occupational license that will be required. And if you got further questions, you need to go to the website, look that up, get the phone number. It's a 225 number. Yep. And uh, look that up and check into your uh, commercial license. That's Uh, it.
2: Get all your ducks in a row and when you get your license and you're in good shape. You're right, and that
0: needs to be done in that regard. Elsewhere, hunting season, you you deer hunters know what's coming up. So, uh, anyway, uh, uh, the snipe began on November 2nd. of course, today uh, is a big day for a lot of you guys uh, and tomorrow yeah. in a lot of the zones. So uh, with ducks, geese, uh, 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 of course, in the, the ducks in the November 5th and 6th uh, date, uh, West Zone, special youth and only for veterans, only weekend. It includes coots and morganzas along with that. So uh, you deer hunters uh, uh, today, uh, the state deer areas are one, four, five, six, and 9 for youth and honor to be discharged veterans only but uh it's coming folks uh the deer uh oh, season's yeah. upon us mm-hmm. uh and yeah. also the ducks in the two zones i think i told you earlier november 12th for one zone i can't remember which i'm pretty sure it was probably the uh east zone and then november 12th maybe for the west zone so thank uh, you right Tom. in that regard uh elsewhere uh doves are still in the north zone the second split begins november 13th uh elsewhere in uh the hunting and the fishing uh yeah i know areas. a lot of the
2: state tony the deer hunting this weekend and next weekend is big big time oh yeah and yep. they're getting
0: ready too you see those four oh, wheelers oh, yeah. moving around too yep. anyway I want to remind folks too uh that daylight savings time yep. uh ends at 2 a.m that saturday night sunday morning yeah so we're gonna fall f- fall, back. The fall back to yep. your time so we're gonna gain an hour of sleep Yeah. So uh, remember, uh, church services. If you're gonna usually go in yeah, right. early, you gotta make sure it's an hour later. Yeah. So uh,
2: then in the afternoon, it's gonna uh, get right. darker early, so we'll, right. we'll lose an hour. Yeah, you know? so anyway. probably
0: set around five thirty. Yeah. I'll have that. Yeah. I'll have that on the uh, yeah. with the tides later on. To, uh, you know, temperatures high today supposed to be around 80, 85, somewhere yeah, in there. I think so. all pretty much all next week, Tony,
2: Wednesday, Thursday, I think we've got a little front coming in towards the end of the week that's going to cool down. But, yeah, you're right. The whole week is supposed to be kind of warm.
0: Yeah, and also we should have rain uh, yeah. maybe tomorrow. And, well, uh we need some rain. Don't know how it's going to affect the game up in Baton Rouge or, for that matter, the uh, game It should be last through. It should
2: be through by then. Yeah, yeah. Cajuns
0: take on Troy. Uh, Tigers take on uh, Bama. So, Anyway, with that, too, so we'll see how that's all going to come into play. But uh, yep. uh, we could use the rain, the dust and dirt still uh, oh, pretty yeah. heavy on the ground. Uh, cut that's your right. grass, and you'll see Oh yeah, uh, in that regard. Anyway, l- let's go ahead and take our first break. Uh, you listen to uh, Kane Radio, uh, AM and FM, Bayou Sports is next. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break on hunting and fishing. We'll be back with a lot more right after this.
1: Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulics serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show everyone loves pizza and everyone loves a
0: home run put them together and you have home run pizza and yes right here in new iberia located at 3816 east old spanish trail it's new iberia's newest takeout pizza and delivery is available dough is made fresh each day and you get an assortment of toppings try the grand slam the double play or mr meaty they're all home runs at home run pizza 256-5783. that's 256-5783.
1: We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Woo! Coca-Cola. Taste
0: the feeling. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan. You're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511. License number
1: 6286. Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Saturday, it's the Cajun Company Band, and on Sunday, 5th edition. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, Cross from McDonald's, best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, now just $2, imports $3 all day every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. The hits of the sixties, seventies, and eighties. Kane one oh seven five AM twelve forty and
0: streaming at Kane twelve forty dot com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's fishing and hunting show. Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins and I uh, saw this uh and uh wanted to take advantage of it. Uh you know, and you know, with the duck hunters today, you know, the rules change. That's one sport uh on- oh, yeah the rules change every time you turn around, man, they have a different rule. You can't shoot, but one green duck. Yeah. This duck, you can't kill. You got so many you can hold. And I mean, that's, Forever changing. Oh, yeah. Rules every, and numbers, uh, Tony. Rules you're and You're right. Numbers, and yeah. I'm thoroughly convinced if you're a duck hunter, you've probably broken the law. You know, uh, you know you're know, yeah. you shooting a duck and, man, just make sure you, if it was one over your limit, just yeah. make sure you don't go pick it up. That's right. And just maybe a little bit, but not on purpose. You know, you, you did remember, uh, You oh, know, Justin Wilson had a good one, man. The grand old Louisiana Cajun comedian and chef, he said that, uh, remember, the, they felt that way. He used to, I told you, I told you, T-O-L-E, told you the story of a Duck hunter went to the local sheriff in Terrebonne Parish and to delegate many delegates and uh, asked if I could get him one more month to shoot them ducks. And over the next uh, few months, yeah, he did his duck hunting. But I know hunters have tried their very best to follow the letter of the law and most of the time, the spirit of the law. But they're not worried about discussing it because their con- their conceived written confession from a veteran outdoor hunter and teller of tales anyway uh, would not hold up in court. In the meantime. Duck hunting rules and regulations, as I mentioned, are flustering and almost to the point of amusing. It takes a mathematician to interpret the legal shooting hours. The time rules change every single day. Yep. The limits seem to change as often as the opinions of the politicians in the, my lifetime. Researching the legal limit has gone from as high as 15 ducks. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And as low as two. Oh, yeah. And in 1962, the two duck limit included only one mallard and a twenty. Three day season, and can you imagine setting out of your uh, decoys, firing one shot, then re- retrieving them, in <laughs> your one mallard and picking up your decoys and going home? Man, uh, I, you know, think about that. You know, you gotta I, love that sport. That's right. Then in one year, I can remember they had point system. Uh, this duck was worth yeah. this many points. This right. duck was worth this many points, and you better be a good mathematician. I want to say
2: the total was hundred, Tony. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was. Uh,
0: those were just the times, and uh, still. Uh, some still follow the one duck limit, they say, uh, some days, because many times they only see one duck. Yeah. And the limit uh, last year was six ducks, which may include no more than four mallets, no more than two of which may be female, three wood ducks, two canvas backs, two redheads, a model duck, one black duck, and a pintail, yeah. and a partridge in a pear tree. Right.
2: And then, Tony, for years you could not shoot a canvas back because they were under right. federal federal protection. But anyway, if you get a big flock of birds coming in and you shoot, how you know, you know, so that's – you like right. Like you said, that's a tough, tough call. It is.
0: And, uh, it, you know, an expert marksman, uh, can he recognize uh, quickly? And we're talking about, especially with Teal. Yeah. I mean, the instant, th- those little boogers, man, they can go. Yeah. I mean, they're. By the time loaded. you hear them, Tony, they're gone. Yeah. Yep. And it's just amazing. So, uh, yep. you know, most days the the rules for outnumber the ducks. But in, in an old duck hunter. Uh, who didn't have time to keep up with the details of the annual changes in rules and regulations. Right. He came up with his own interpretation, this old guy. Right. He figured if the limit was six ducks a day, that must mean it's 42 ducks a week per hunter. Yeah. <laughs> you got them. On the advice of counsel, I must uh, channel my inner uh, thoughts. And here we go on the record uh, saying I have no recollection. Yeah. <laughs> you know, And whether he practiced that or not, I didn't know. But he didn't let uh, anything uh, stop him when he came to the pursuit of ducks. and yeah. And you then Tony, 100%. they
2: went from steel, uh, lead shot to That's steel right. shot. That's right. And That's then, right. And uh, my, my son, he's a big duck hunter, so he was shooting with this elderly guy, and he noticed, man, Pop was knocking him down real far, and he got to looking, you know, it was steel shot casings, but he reloaded them with lead.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. All right.
2: Yeah, a lead <laughs> is a lot faster shot than steel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you
0: had hunt- hunted <laughs> with this old man, Rick, I think you know what it, it was like to trudge a swamp across the mile with Daniel Boone and. I just want to know that clearly made all this up, so no duck hunter would ever do that, really, or maybe, but there that should be enough to establish reasonable doubt. So yeah, you know the the rules change so much in these guys, man. Yeah, you're right. You know they got to look closely, and boy, you know the agents out there and they know the rules, oh yeah, and uh, they probably have it in their in their sketchings. Uh, Well,
2: you remember we had Brian in here, and Brian told us they put the little book out. And you, they, they, you got to get the book if you're gonna hunt Tony. You know, like, like Brian said, Rick, there's no ignorance to the law, and he was right. You no, know, you're right. They take time and put the pamphlet out, and you gotta, you gotta go through it, and you know, and and be uh, up to snuff, so to speak.
0: Yeah, and you know, because like well, you said, the agents are out there, Tony. They are out yeah. there, and they know where the ducks are too. Oh yeah. You know that's why they, uh, yeah. they look for people or whether you have a, a lease or, or land you own or whatever. They know. They know it a lot, too. Oh, yeah, they,
2: they do a lot of surveys, Tony, before That's right. the yeah. season and even the aerial opens. aerial
0: surveys, yeah. too. So they know where the ducks are in that regard. In the meantime, um, just uh, know your rules, know the limits, know what you can shoot. Uh, oh, yeah. Be prepared uh, and have that with you and hopefully uh, study those ducks, too, because, yeah. you know, they fly hard, too, even the big yeah. ducks, you know, whether it be the mallards or whatever. Yeah. So, uh,
2: And when they check you, Tony, they're going to check from the shot of the shell to the – plug in the gun they they're gonna you know i mean that's that's their job
0: that's you know? right yeah that's right anyway um off now to uh our bad boys of the week Uh-oh. the agents uh the, the department's agents cited three men for illegally catching you ready 133 game fish the Louisiana department of wildlife fisheries enforcement agents cited three men for allegedly game fish violations in iberville parish on october the 22nd Agents cited a 54-year-old of Dennis Springs, a 50-year-old of Baton Rouge, and uh, another Baton Rouge man uh, of uh, 58. Agents received a complaint about the men illegally using cast nets to to catch game fish in a work canal near Ramaha. And agents investigated the complaint and made uh, contact with the men in their vessel. Agents found that the men possessed three cast nets, 83 crappie, 18 black bass, and 32 brim. Agencies, all three nets and the fish that perished. The uh, seized fish were then donated to a local charity. Taking or possessing game fish illegally brings a four hundred to nine hundred and fifty dollar fine, up to one hundred twenty days in jail. Uh, the men also face, as always, civil restitution for almost six hundred dollars for the replacement value of the illegally taken fish, too.
2: But it must have been in a spot where they were trapped. Tony it had to be.
0: Yeah, I, I just. Uh, yeah. In Ramaha, there's there, there's some bayous up in there and uh, lakes. and uh, right. low water. So, yeah, and, uh, the you know, at those ages, you should know better yeah. than that. And oh, yeah, cast net. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and you, at one time, I can remember you take a cast net and off the piers and sit on Point and yep. throw and catch speckled trout, oh, you know. Yeah. That's how abundant they were in schools back in the 60s, I yeah. can recall. And, uh, I mean, you can see them swimming in the water. Right. I mean, just amazing how large those schools were. Anyway, also two men arrested for harassment of fishermen in Plaquemines Parish. i seen that.
2: Okay, I'm listening.
0: Yeah, the Department of Wildlife Fisheries enforcement agents arrested two men for uh, allegedly harassing of anglers in Plaquemines Parish. This was October 26th. Agents arrested a 38-year-old from Slidell and a 30, another 38-year-old from New Orleans after complaints from shrimpers oh. in the False River area of Plaquemines Parish. The agents in the Plaquemines uh, Parish Sheriff's Office deputies arrived on the scene and were provided videos and statements of both the alleged throwing glass bottles at the fishermen trying to fish the same area. Additionally, there was a video of one cutting in front of the vessels and dropping uh, shrimp frames in front of them. And at one point in the video, both are purposely entangling the frame of another boat, causing damage to the shrimper's frame. Amazing. Man. And the violators were also charged with criminal mischief and criminal damage. Agents and the deputies booked them into the Plaquemines Parish Jail. This is the, the one's third offense uh, for harassment of persons legally and lawfully fishing, in, and the other's second offense in harassing persons of lawfully fishing. Anyway, one faces uh, uh, up to a $1,000 fine and forfeiture to the commission of any... Uh, seized in connection with the violation. The others face up to $800 fine and forfeiture to the commission of anything seized in connection with the violation also Criminal mischief carries a $500 fine, six months in jail. Criminal damage brings up to a thousand dollar fine and six months in jail. In addition, any other penalty or for second or subsequent violation of the same provision of the law, the penalty imposed may include revocation of the permanent or license under such violation occurred in a period for which uh, it was issued and bearing the issuance any of any other permit or license of that same period the case was forwarded to the district attorney for prosecution in Rick- it's crazy, wondered, man. man never what heard of guys, something, huh? What were these guys thinking? Yeah. I mean, uh, and they got videos.
2: And the reason, and these guys are fishing illegally. I that's mean, right. You know, that's all right. right. Anyway. Just amazing. Yeah. So
0: So, uh, I don't know if you've ever run into that locally. Nope. Uh, here in this area. I,
2: first I hear something you like know, that.
0: Of course, I think it's a form of harassment. If you're fishing a spot and this guy goes by, you're doing 60 miles an uh, yeah. hour, you know? Well. It's kind of a form of harassment. But you I know, mean, shrimp, are shrimp are and slogan. Tony, come on. They got a big area out there to shrimp. Yeah, you're right about that. Anyway, all right. Anyway, today, Friday, the the tide's uh, November the 4th. Uh, the sun rose at 723. It's going to set at 619 in the high and low tide chart. First high tide was at 206 a.m. The next uh, high tide at 133 this evening. The first low tide uh, in about a half hour or so. Uh, it's at 822. Uh, the low tide at 806 p.m. Saturday the 5th. Uh, the sun's going to rise 724, set at 618 and the high and low tide chart. The first high tide will be at 220 in the morning, that's Saturday morning, and the next high tide at uh, 258. The first low tide, 846 uh, tomorrow morning, and the next low tide at 804 p.m. On Sunday the 6th, well, the sun's going to rise at 625. Okay, We're going to pick up that hour, and uh, so it's going to come up a little earlier. The sunset it will be at 518, so it'll get dark. About that time. In the high and low tide chart, the first high tide will be at 1.32 a.m. The next high tide at 3.09 p.m. The first low tide uh, Sunday will be at 8.13 A.M. and the next low tide at 8.59 p.m. The average water temperature in Southwest Pass for a million baits start to cool off a little bit, 69 degrees, Rick. that's chilly. And uh, what more could you want? Anyway, as always, uh, uh, Rick, you know, these are the fine people that are here, the reason we're here, East Friday. Right,
2: Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Dolls Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, Quarter Tavern, and Home Run Pizza. And our motto is always, Kids that hunt and fish, don't steal and deal.